Hello and welcome back to Night Swims Podcast, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. Yes, I know I said podcast twice. We're back. It's been a while. We're back, Douglas. It's been it's a while. Been, it's, uh, it's been we posted 16 days December since we, 30th, right? 31st, I thought. It's been 16 or 17 oh, yeah. days since we last recorded. We're back. We're going to start. Um, we're starting off the new year very strong, I want to say. Are we? Yeah, I think so. How so? Because this is a big episode. Is you want to know? Do you want to know why it's a big episode? Because uh, it's a. Shout out to Maria for that intro music. Maria, <laughs> is it pretty good with the keyboards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> She's got those quick fingers. Yeah, well, we um, can play the. Diddly diddly. I don't how does our intro go? No, that's the rest of the Batman thing. No, I'm just thinking about Batman. Well, Douglas, um, how? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We are Night Swims is back. I know we gained fun fact a lot of like total plays during our break. It's because I posted that we have 16 episodes out. Yeah, but I was like, new episodes coming. We but in the meantime, listen to these 16 episodes. We um. What are we up to, average-wise? Almost 1,000. Average is, uh, I think, around 60. Night Sims on Tinder jumped, like, 15 plays. Wow. Yeah. That, that might not sound big, but that's pretty big. No, no, no. Like, like I checked, I checked like, last Thursday, and then I checked again yesterday, and it was up by, like, 20-something. Yeah. So, uh, high number. We're, uh, we're getting there. But, um, I mean, yeah. I guess we might as well just get right to it. Let's get right to this it. This is our... I think our second user submitted, our, our second submitted topic, it was uh, done by, I don't know her no, actual is, name. This is like our third, I think. Oh. Third. Thank you, Mary. She says third. Um, it's, uh, it was uh, suggested by underscore wildflower er underscore. <laughs> wildflower er. Uh, in a poll that we did on our Instagram. Thanks to me. At nightswims.podcast. That's what I was looking for. That's it. And I it did is, the poll. It is the drum roll. Phoenix Lights. Also known as the. Ah, I'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is regarded. I'm just going to get right into it, Doug. Get into I, it, dude. I, this. Don't, I'm going to say it real quick. Just get into this it. This was the. I very much enjoyed researching this. No, no, I've heard about this. It is. It is quite spectacular. It is regarded by many to be one of the biggest UFO cases of all time due to the high amount of witnesses all saying similar or exact uh, recollection of the event. And that's why I'm going to well, go over... It was fairly recent, too. 1997. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was... That's why I'm going to go over a bunch of witness accounts because that's why it's so well known. Hmm. And uh, okay, it happened... Let's do it. And so, on March 13th, 1997, at around 7 p.m., a string of about five lights in a V formation appeared above the sky in Phoenix, Arizona. Fun fact, there's just two objects in the sky. You cannot do a V formation. You know that? That's true. That's why yeah. there was five. Yeah. You need at least three. Yeah. That's <laughs> You're welcome. true, yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, I wanted to do a quick history of Arizona. Very brief. Oh, really? Uh, this is not the first time something strange has happened in Arizona. It's home to the two bizarre beasts like the Chupacabra, the Mongolian Monster, What's the Oatman Burrows, the Thunderbird, and Skinwalkers. 
Sca- yep, I've heard Haunted of places such as the Birdcage Theater. London. Oh, yes. Ghost Adventures went there. Really? Yeah, it was a dope episode. London Bridge, Museum Club, and the Yuma Prison. Urban legends such as the Curse of the Petrified Forest, La Lorana and Lana, which is, that's kind of a mouthful, and Window Rock, and unexplained phenomenas, future episodes, like the Black Miss Casa Grande Mountain, the Dreamy Dram Dam, Sedona Vortexes. Yes, I've heard of those. And of course, the Phoenix Lights, a.k.a. Phoenix UFOs, a.k.a. Okay. Arizona Lights. Most people know it as the Phoenix Lights, but if you Google Arizona Lights, it also comes up. Those, those, like New Mexico and Arizona, I think, are the weirdest states when it comes to aliens and strange phenomena. Roswell, really. Yeah, that's why. Roswell, New Mexico. And, and plus those, those four states like perfectly meet in the middle like yeah, a T. Yeah. There's a place you can visit where it's like the dead center of that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Death Valley is cool, too. That's scary. In, that's in, is that Nevada or Arizona? It's one of those. This Let's ask an outside source, Mary Ashley. She doesn't. She has no geography. idea. We'll just we'll just say it. Is. Yeah, we'll say that. Uh, I think it spans. So the National UFO Reporting Center reported <laughs> that the first call regarding these lights happened around 8:16 p.m. from a retired police officer in Paulden, Arizona, about two hours north of Phoenix. Hmm. He was quoted <laughs> as describing the lights as a cluster of red-orange lights arranged in a V. V formation. V formation. That, you just did a W. <laughs> the NERC, National UFO Reporting Center, I shortened it this time, NERC. began getting a flood of calls from the south of Paulden, suggesting the lights were moving in a southeast direction. Hmm. So started uh, in Paulden and then Heading worked its towards way down. the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, there were over 700 witnesses, including pilots, police, and military officials, who all recalled seeing the same thing or type of thing. So... It was just pilots, police, and military officials? No, including. Oh, okay. Including. But, and then also civilians. Yes, as yeah. well as the civilians. Uh, witnesses described the lights as orbs. Others said oh. triangles. But a large amount of them described the lights as part of a singular massive craft that, fly, that flew in silence. One witness, yeah. Terry Proctor, captured what is believed to be one of the only videos of this event. The grainy, low-quality video shows about five lights in a V-like pattern in the sky. That video can't be found, and I'll explain that later when I get into uh, get more into it. Uh, there was another instance of about seven to ten lights that showed up at around 10 p.m. that several witnesses saw. These lights seem to just hover, and it is unclear whether these are the same lights that the video is the one people see when Googling the Phoenix lights, and shows these lights hovering and flickering for a couple of minutes. So, so there, there is a video. Like, people have seen the video, right? Oh, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, I, I made a note about this. So, so there was two instances, which I'll get more into later. A five one, like the five lights. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, whenever I tried to look up uh, anything about the Phoenix lights, it only showed the seven to ten lights that happened around 10 p.m. that just kind of hovered there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the one that Terry Proctor is said to have captured. But in a video I watched about it, it seemed like the video that they were showing, like the B-roll footage, was the one that he's talking about that mm-hmm. showed them actually moving. So it's kind of confusing why I can't find, why I personally couldn't find the one uh, that they're talking about. But I am able to, you are able to look up, if you just type in the Phoenix Lights footage, almost all the videos you find are of the seven to 10 ones just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. So, Dana Valentine, a laser printing technician, said he and his wife saw the original spectacle of lights from their backyard, saying, quote, 
We could see the outline of a mass behind the lights, but you couldn't actually see the mass. It was more like a gray distorting of the night sky. Wavy. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it's not a technology the public has heard of before. Again, I'm about to go through a bunch of witnesses just because... So they believe it was one craft. That's what the first, uh, yeah. the first sighting is. Uh, management consultant Tim Lay. The reason I'm listing these occupations is so people like... Like, not like people in these types of positions wouldn't just like randomly say like, oh, they saw something random in mm-hmm. the sky. So like it, it, listing their occupation kind of gives them like these like very like uh, stable people with like uh, very affording Not jobs. crazy homeless people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So management consultant Tim Lay described the event saying it was astonishing and a little frightening. It was so big and so strange. You couldn't actually see the object. All you could see was the outline as though something was blotting out the stars. The lights looked like gas. There was distortion on the surface. Also, the lights didn't spill out or shine. They just sat there, and I've never seen a light like that. There was no noise? Mm, it was dead silent. Hmm. They didn't make any noise when moving. Interesting. Uh, physician Dr. Lynn Kite, Kitty. Kitty. Eh. Yeah, said it was a mile-wide formation of these orbs, and I sh- caught them head-on turning into a V. So she saw them moving like into this formation uh sue watson spoke of the event saying it was a shopping mall flying over my home it had these lights in front and then it was totally illuminated underneath like a yellowish amber it was a totally rounded boomerang shape and according to a usa today article at the time air traffic controllers couldn't see the lights on radar despite seeing them with their own eyes in the sky so they they these lights or whatever the craft perhaps didn't show up on radar but all the uh can, uh, tra- air that, traffic control people were when able it comes to, see to these instances that seems like what it usually happens so oh, it's not on radar it's not real you know but they all saw it over oh, yeah. 700 people it actually i believe there's initial reports that it was over a thousand but i'm not entirely hmm. sure uh sighting reports listed that the spacecraft was enormous made no sound moved slowly and occasionally would stop and just hover and this is really cool. So computer analysis of the original video put the object in the sky at around 6,000 feet long. I don't know if that means from like top to bottom or side to side. It didn't really specify. Well, long, long ways, top to bottom probably. Well, Whichever way it was facing from to the back of where it... Because I'm guessing in the V formation, like, there's yeah, one light at the top, like Christmas tree, and then two at the very bottoms. So that's what it... Like, from the one light to the Well, it also top. could be from the two farthest lights at the bottom of the V like stretching out because those are the two farthest points yeah. so it might be that like going across so was it like more was it more like a v or was it more like a triangle shape it was like evenly placed it was they the the from the footage that i saw from the original um looked like it was more like kind of like a v there there are also like uh illustrations that people gave descriptions of where it kind of looks like just like an upside down V mm-hmm. with the point being the front part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so while plenty, plenty of people believe the lights to be a part of one singular craft, many believe the lights to be crafts themselves. So like individually flying together. Uh, truck driver Bill Grenner said his route that night took him within a mile of the Luke Air Force Base, which is in Phoenix, <clears throat> saying he witnessed two orbs, one of them floating directly over the base. At that, he says, at that moment, he says, three F-16s took off after them. He, says, he then says one of the orbs pursued a jet for a short time and then flew straight up into the sky. 
Hmm. Bill was quoted saying, before this, if anybody had told me they saw a UFO, I would have said, yeah, and I believe in the Tooth Fairy. Now I've got a whole new view. I may just be a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here. I wish the government... (laughs) That don't belong here. (laughs) I wish the government would just admit it. You know what it's like in this city right now? It's like having 50,000 people in a stadium watch a football game and then having someone tell us that we weren't there at all. So then this is something that I found quite interesting, and I'll play the audio clip. So there's there's a witness of a pilot that it's said to talk about the UFO lights. I can't remember if I go over specifically what it is, but apparently that pilot was Kurt Russell, mm. the famous actor. So I want to play a short audio clip of him talking about it. Oh, Kurt. See his girlfriend. And uh, we we're on approach. And uh, I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. And I, and Oliver said to me, I was just looking at him and I was coming in. We're maybe a half a mile out. And Oliver said, Pa, do you, what, is, what are those lights? And I, and I then it kind of like came out of my <clears throat> reverie and, and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, uh, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him. And I reported it. And they said, we're not painting anything. We don't show anything. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to declare it's unidentified. It's flying and it's six objects. Mm-hmm. We landed. I taxied, dropped him off, took off, went back to L.A., Never said a word. He never said a word. I never thought of it. Two years later, Goldie is watching a television show His when I came home. Yeah. And the show is on UFOs. But as I'm, I, I came home, hey, honey, how's it going? And I'm kind of hearing this t- the TV going, and I stopped, and I started watching, and it was on that event. Now, that was the most, um, that was the most viewed UFO event. Over 20,000 people saw that. Uh-huh. And I'm watching this, and I f- I'm feeling like uh, Richard Dreyfus. In in uh, close encounters with third count, it's like why why do I know this? You know what? And it's not clear to me. And finally, I said. Then they said the pilot reported it. A general aviation pilot reported it on landing. I had never thought of it since then. And I said, I, that was me. I that was me. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. I'll go to my logbooks. So I went to my logbooks. And there was the flight at that time, and I didn't mention anything about the UFO. The fascinating part of that to me is that it just went literally out of my head. And Oliver never mentioned it. And had I not seen that show, I'd have never thought of it again. That to me was the weird part. Believe it now, Chris? So yeah. Interesting. Kurt Russell, very famous actor was a part of the Phoenix Lights, yeah. which just brings more... I'm guessing that was an interview for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, because Chris Pratt was there. Yeah. You know. No, I, I noticed him right <laughs> away. So, uh... You know, that, that, cause, so it was an Air Force base that, I guess, he saw it was hovering above. Right? Yeah, so there's there um, there's a couple places I go over. One of them is the Luke Air Force Base. I forget yeah. if there's another And there's another one that I go over later that is kind of giving out a theory. So there were a couple bases, I guess, involved. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean that 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 to me sort of brings suspicion as to like why would they if it if it was the Air Force Base that was like conducting a project or an experiment. Oh, Douglas, hold that thought. I'll get to it. It's Ooh, just it's, wait. Mm. Hold that. Okay. Hold it. 
So on May 6th of the same year during a council meeting, City Councilwoman Francis Barwood asked City Manager Frank Fairbanks if there was, any, if there was going to be an investigation about the lights. Uh, Francis was later quoted saying, I asked if anybody knew what this object was and could we check into it. I was met with a whole bunch of stares. She claims after the meeting, a city manager approached her and said, you shouldn't have asked that question. <clears throat> after this, the Arizona Republic published an article with a cartoon, or published a cartoon depicting Barwood with a light switch in the off position in place of her face, signaling that she was dumb, mm -hmm. or you know, and a sticker on her shirt that said, I love UFOs. Uh, Barwood continues saying, the mayor's office put signs on my picture in the hallway, and I found out afterwards they handed out business cards with my name on it that said, speak into the tinfoil, I will hear you. Despite the ridicule, she began getting phone calls from other witnesses, all sharing the same descriptions of what they had seen. Hmm. So, it seems at this point that the government has kind of talked to the higher up officials about it and has said, like, this just disregard this. We, need to, this we need to get this, like, this. as low as possible. Yeah. And so for a while, that was the case. It, it went unacknowledged until a USA Today article published in June on June 18th of the same year, 1997, uh, describing the story. And it effectively brought, brought it to the national spotlight. Uh, the article said on March 13th, hundreds of people reported an enormous object or objects in the sky, and it's the most confounding UFO report in 50 years. So far, there is no explanation, but the government isn't investigating. Local and federal agencies disagree on who should purse the report, as in who should take it over. Mm -hmm. uh, at this, then-governor of Arizona, Fife Symington, fancy name, uh, claimed he knew who was responsible and brought out the accused. The press conference, which can be found online, shows him bringing out a person dressed up as an alien. It, so it's a big joke. Yeah. But what makes what stands out about this is that later Gover Governor Symington admitted publicly seeing the craft, saying, I saw a huge craft come right over Squaw Peak. Just breathtaking. As a pilot and former Air Force officer, I can definitively say that this craft did not resemble any man-made object that I had ever seen. It was certainly not high-altitude flares, because I've never seen flares fly in formation. Yeah. Unquestionably, it was a UFO. Symington's office did inquire about the object to, like, higher-up government, but they never received an answer. If the governor can't get an answer, then what is there to be hiding? Because if it was again just flares then the inquiry would have just been answered simple, yeah. simply put but it didn't yeah exactly so uh so they're obviously hiding yeah so that's kind yeah. of all the backstory so now i'm going to get into the theories which <laughs> there's only two real big theories okay. uh the first one the military says quote the lights witnessed in the sky were merely flares dropped in a training exercise from high altitude that night this is what is believed to be captured in the video that is found on youtube but many believe the real reason the flares is an explanation is because they could use this to one give an explanation for the whole fiasco and two distract people from the first event that was an actual alien phenomenon and make it seem like it was real so going back on what i was saying uh it is believed by many that the first sighting was actually like something unknown but in the second uh sighting was the military shooting out flares mm -hmm. just to be like okay the first event was just this we're just like and they also wanted it to distract people yeah, from, the, from first the first event one, just yeah. to make it seem not as special yeah if, if that makes sense so that that explains like the one that you said was more 
the one you could find more videos of. There's like different. So number yeah, of so them. the one the one that you can find a lot of videos on on YouTube. It's like is you said, believed, there's like seven to ten. Yeah, it's believed to be what they're talking about about mm. dropping flares at around 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the military says the flares were dropped over the Barry M. Goldwater Range near the G- Gila Band in Arizona, or near Gila Band, Arizona. And it's worth noting that Tuscan's Davis Monthan Air Force Base, where the alleged training exercise was carried out, originally stated when this first all happened that it had no planes in the air at the time of all this happening. And former F-16 pilot Ty Grove believes that the lights may well have been military flares. He said flares go where the wind takes them and says uh-huh. that they are all that they all may have moved at an equal distance, yeah. which is kind of rare for that to happen it's got it's a it's a it's a stretch it is yeah. it's a it's a it's a stretch it's <laughs> throwback a, i don't even know what episode that, what? Was. Yeah. That, that, that was some guy that you were talking about named stretch oh yeah yeah <laughs> so in june of that year a local news anchor filmed more military flares like have essentially the same demonstration yeah and and skeptics say that it bared a striking resemblance to the phoenix lights uh but some important details is that what time the military reportedly dropped the flares on the night of the Phoenix Lights. The drop apparently occurred at 10 p.m., the time people reported seeing the second event, but it doesn't explain the initial sightings. Mm-hmm. So they, they never reported it happening at 7 or 8. That kind of varies. Yeah, I mean, if they shot flares, why wouldn't they report it? But they report the second instance exactly. because that's what people believe was actually flares. The first event, you know, people aren't entirely sure. Yeah. Uh, so a man named Mitch Stanley claims that during the time of the first sighting, and this is kind of, you know, iffy, uh, he happened to be using a high-powered telescope capable of seeing 1,500 times more light than the human eye. And when he looked at the first set of lights, he claims that they were planes. While convincing, it doesn't add up as there were no planes reported in the air during yeah. the time of the first sightings. And the fact that the air traffic controllers couldn't even see the lights on the radar, let alone any planes. Mm-hmm. It also seems odd that five planes in a tight formation would be unaccounted for. Yeah. That, that, that is yeah. odd. Definitely. Any, anything else? So far, any uh, any thoughts? I mean, I mean the, the flares add up, but like... For the second. Yeah, for the second one. That's obviously them trying to cover up their tracks and, and to, trying to because like, I mean there, there was obviously deflate the first yeah instance. there's obviously something there and the fact that they won't <laughs> that they didn't fess up to it before they threw up the second flare is, is kind of mm-hmm. it's like oh okay well there was there was only about a three hour gap yeah so but still like yeah. so the second theory and why would they need to shoot up flares that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 are flares even doing? Yeah. So what the second do? the second theory, and it's pretty straight to the point, uh, not flares but actual UFOs and proof of extraterrestrial life. You know, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> so on the three year anniversary of the original event, March thirteenth, uh, another flare demonstration took place by the National Guard to attempt to mimic the lights. People remain unconvinced that this is what they saw three years earlier. And so the flares flickered and moved erratically and not yeah. in the bizarre group fashion that they said the Phoenix Lights moved in. And uh, a man by the name of Jim Dilatosa, a special effects ep- expert, analyzed the video of the original lights and said, I have no idea what they were. Him and his team detailed the orbs as a perfectly uniform light with no variation from one edge to the other and no glow. Mm-hmm. They have ruled out lasers, flares, holograms, and aircraft light as sources. So you have essentially a whole bunch of... Uh, people who like specialty is to like make special effects whether it be flares or just like to make something look as real as possible 
And plus, flares, you know, they flicker like at yeah, no, that's they like are very uneven around. You the remember edge. that time? I think it was Fourth of July at your beach house when um yeah, a friend of ours shot yeah, a flare. Yeah, shot a flare off. Shot a flare gun off. Like it's bright, but you can also behind the flare, you can see the streak of smoke. Yeah, like, I'm, I assume you'd be able to see. And they that. would, you know, they fall. They don't yeah, just like exactly. sit there and just but, I mean, flow. I don't know. But how, again, I those were just like that was a flare gun. Military yeah. flares could be different. I mean, I'm sure they can get much higher, but I'm sure that you would still be able to see a streak of. Smoke behind it so, or something. I'm excited about this next part. Okay. Giorgio A. Tusukalos, host of History Channel's Ancient Aliens and the Alien Meme Guy. Oh, yeah. This that, dude. That name sounded familiar. Dude, they had an interview in the video of this dude. I was pumped. It was crazy. <laughs> aliens. Uh, he, so, in the, so all this stuff that I I copied down everything that he says in this interview. and like kind of like I paraphrase a bunch of stuff just because to get to the point so I didn't have to stretch everything out. Yeah. But um, he noted that the same event, almost completely identical to the, to the one in Phoenix, happened in Belgium seven years earlier. Quote, it was also seen by thousands upon thousands of people. Same triangle formation and then also the individual lights. Same amount of lights too? Uh, he didn't delve into that. Okay. He just said like same formation and like the same uh, thing. And so, Giorgio, what a great name. Giorgio, what's his last name? Sucalos, I think. It's T-S-O-U-K-A-L-O. Sucalos. 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 So, Giorgio was asked if there was anything he personally has seen that is an early replication of the Phoenix Lights. And he responded, quote, Alexander the Great, and also in some accounts of ancient Constantinople, in in uh, ancient accounts there are references of giant flying shields giant shields that are glowing in the sky and just crossed over lands so when you have these accounts of ancient flying shields up in the sky that are witnessed by you know armies thousands upon thousands of people mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself were they all inebriated or did they actually see something yeah what you mean back then everybody was drunk off of wine that's true but yeah. i mean they i don't i don't think like i've never heard of Written accounts of flying shields, though. Giorgio has. And now we have. I trust him, yeah. (laughs) Now we have. Um, And even if the lights were flares, this doesn't really explain the numerous witnesses describing a massive uh, craft that the lights were attached to. Yeah, like the blocked out stars and stuff. Yeah. And so the morning after the lights, this is really cool. The morning after the lights, an an airman from the Luke Air Force Base, where um, that truck driver saw the initial orbs, uh, he detailed a disturbing story from the day prior. So this is what. So what happens here? This is interesting because this guy's story and then Bill, the truck driver's stories, Old kind of Bill. match up. Yeah. And it'd be impossible for a truck driver to know exactly what an Air Force guy was. Uh, was was you know Why seeing. Are you saying he's not smart enough. Yeah, no, probably, no, whatever. Probably so he uh, he detailed a, deter- a disturbing story from the day prior. Uh, he claimed that the base got a call from Prescott Valley Airport. That might be the airport Kurt Russell was talking about. Yeah. Oh, that actually might be. This actually might be the report that they're talking about. Uh, it was quote there got a call from Prescott Base that quote was reporting an object that had a near miss with a small Cessna, which I think is like a that's a plane. Which. Kurt Russell said he was flying. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is really adding up. <laughs> Holy <laughs> getting, crap. I'm getting some chills. <laughs> uh, he said the call came in at approximately 8.32 p.m. that they encountered something over Phoenix. After this, he claimed the base sent two F-15s to investigate. He described one of the pilots of the F-15 saying, quote, the command pilot of this particular flight, I've never seen this man scared, and he was scared to death. He's not sure what it was. His statement was that they followed this aircraft. It went on a straight line course and saw five distinct lights in a triangular pattern. 
After this, the airmen claimed the base had a complete lockdown, all hell broke loose basically, and the facility was closed. This encounter occurred around the same time of the first sighting, and about an hour and a half before the military claims they dropped flares. The Air Force has denied this encounter ever took place. This is reasonable that the Air Force would deny UFOs, as they have done so for years. But in December of 2017, it was found that the nation's Defense Department had used $22 million of their annual $600 billion budget for an advanced aerospace threat identification program. The department admitted that for years that the, the department... The department, uh, department at this point finally admitted that for years they have they had been investigating UFOs. Huh. So cutting back to the interview, Giorgio was asked, "Why do you think the government approaches the topic of UFOs with such trepidation? Why do you think they are so against it?" He responded, "Quote: Ever since the 50s and 60s, open-minded people like us mm-hmm. have." <laughs> I lost my, sorry. Open-minded people have always been laughed at or have always been laughed at or people have attempted to discredit those types of people and there have been reports and studies of thousands and thousands of files and documents worldwide, not just by the U.S. government but by governments from Brazil, England, all over the place that ultimately point to the fact that this stuff has been investigated. And the fact that the Pentagon in December of 2017, again, same, you know, just reiterating the same thing, released a statement saying, we're investigating UFOs. That to me indicates that we've passed or we're experiencing a paradigm shift, which is great for, you know, them to know, like them to be like, maybe, you know, the Phoenix Lights, the biggest witness of UFOs actually happened. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's all about the original, um, original event that I was able to find. Yeah. But there were two cases of reappearances in Phoenix in 2007 and 2008. So a repeat of the lights occurred February 6, 2007, and was recorded by the local Fox News television station. According to military officials and the Federal Aviation Administration, these were flares dropped by F-16s during a training at the Luke Air Force Base. But in 2008, uh, on April, on April 21st, lights were again reported over North Phoenix by local residents. According to witnesses, the lights formed a vertical line, then spread apart and made a diamond shape. The lights also formed a U-shape at one time. Tony Toporek videotaped the lights. He was talking to neighbors at 8 p.m. when the lights appeared. He went yeah. and grabbed his camera to get the lights on video. A Valley resident reported that shortly after the lights appeared, three jets were seen heading in the direction of the lights. An official from the Luke Air Force Base denied any United States Air Force activity in the area. On April 22nd, a resident of Phoenix told a newspaper that the lights were nothing more than his neighbor releasing helium balloons with flares attached. But that neighbor could have just been a government official, so you never know. Uh, I've seen that video. The following day, a Phoenix resident who declined to be identified in news reports stated he had attached flares to helium balloons and released them from his backyard. However, no name or pictures of the reported hoaxster were ever released, nor was anyone cited, ticketed, or charged from the supposed releasing of flares over a residential area that at the time was enduring a record drought. Hmm. Also, helium balloons with flares cannot, you know, make a bunch of different patterns yeah, exactly. on their own. And uniform, wind, uniform wind, can't, patterns. wind can't also control it. Yeah, uh, like they'd that. be going everywhere. So there's the, the last thing that I want to go over is another. This is actually I found in a YouTube comment section, but it was really interesting. And it's known as the Gestalt Principles of Perception. And what they're saying in this is that essentially maybe this is what people were seeing, and that it wasn't actually U- UFOs. It was just people's 
perception. Yeah. So the principles go as this. Uh, proximity, this principle asserts that things that are close to one another tend to be grouped together. And the law of continuity, it suggests that we, may, that we are more likely to perceive continuous, smooth flowing lines rather than jagged, broken lines. The principle of closure states that we organize our perceptions into complete objects rather than as a series of parts. And according to Gestalt theorists, pattern perception, or our ability to discriminate among different figures and shapes, occurs by following those principles. On that account, you probably feel fairly certain that your perception accurately matches the real world, but that is not always the case. Our perceptions are based on perceptual hypotheses, educated guesses that we make while interpreting sensory information. These hypotheses, 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 are informed by a number of factors, including our personalities, experiences, and expectations. We use these hypotheses, hypotheses. Thank you to generate our perceptual set. The lights people saw were like the dots used when exemplifying many of these principles. That could explain the V-like formation everybody described, or that some people perceived a single craft while others don't. If our perception provides only educated guesses, when these events occur, we should rely on the other ways to gather information, machines primarily, for accuracy. Apparently these two events even lasted more than a couple minutes, so it can be done, especially by UFOologists who are always waiting for them. <laughs> and that, my friend, is the Phoenix Lights, a.k.a. the Arizona Lights, a.k.a. Arizona. I'm not done. A.k.a.k. The Arizona Lights. No, the Phoenix UFOs. You know, I was thinking the whole time I was picturing in my head just talking about the lights. Um, Independence Day, those spaceships mm-hmm. just hovering over the yeah, city. Yeah, how they how they slowly like. And they I all mean, like, there's completely they're much bigger, completely different shape, but it's just like similar activity, just hovering. Um, yeah, no, that was cool. I like that. I do too. That was so. That's I like the, I like the uh, the in- inclusion of the UFO guy, aliens guy. Dude, I was so pumped yeah. when he showed up. I was on video. I was watching that video and I was like, oh my god. We need to have him on. <laughs> Imagine if he came on our podcast. <sighs> I don't, I'm going to DM him. Maybe one day. Hold on, does he have an Instagram? I don't know. Don't find out now. We'll find out now. Okay. Well, so so what do you believe? So what is your general belief on all of this? Um, I mean, you know, we run, we, we, we manage a podcast that just loves to hear stuff about this. And then we love to hear, oh, aliens. But like... Dude, this is my first alien topic. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't done I've, a topic. Every time we talk about aliens, it's been me. I've been wanting to do aliens, and I, I'm yeah. glad. I think I started off strong. I've got I a did. couple more. That was good. I can back pocket a couple of these phenomenons in Arizona, too. Maybe I'll do an Arizona theme. I'll just fill out no, all yeah, these. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, let's so do don't... A, let's do a Southwest series. Yeah. Let's start that. Let's do that. All right. I'll do the rest. But, so... No, I want to do... Okay, I can give you the names of the other ones. But, um... The Sedona Vortexes, just real quick about this, kind of sounds like parallel universes. So I want to save that for because I have a. I've heard that the vortexes are very healing. Like people go there for meditation. Oh, I have no idea what it is, but it, that's what it sounds like. So if that's the case, I'll probably save it. But uh, yeah, so what did you. I think it's not this guy. Giorgio Sukula69. I don't think he has an Instagram. No. So what did you think uh, about I it? I mean. There's a lot of, both ways, there's just a lot of compelling evidence, but I don't really buy the flares. Being I think, both I think, events. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, first time, no flares, second time, flares, yeah. 
Um, I think that since the first event in 97, it's just been a big old cover-up. Maybe the reappearances, too. Just be like, oh, yeah, this is a routine exercise, trying to play it's it weird off. that they would happen just, like, randomly, especially in back-to-back the, years. I think it, they... I think almost I, no, a I year think the first time two. it was real, like, aliens, the, real. So the two... But the next time, like, they... The, the government does things... The 8 p.m. encounter? Yeah. Exciting? Yeah, but, like, with the flares, I think... Since people will expect randomness in aliens, and so... I guess whenever the government would want want them to not think it's aliens, just so their widespread panic doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So they'll shoot off flares at random times, like they what waited at, right after right after the first appearance. They did about, and then they, about wait, they did a, ten years ten later. Years. Yeah, and then an, another year, right in mm-hmm. two thousand eight. Yeah, so about yeah. about almost a little over a year after yeah. the first reappearance. Quote, but no, people still. Think it's aliens. I th- I think it's aliens. I think the f- yeah I, I think the the first encounter was in fact just because like people were, you know literally all these people reported the same exact thing as well as seeing what looked like a craft yeah like behind yeah. the lights. But that whole perception thing you're saying like I've had I've seen that yeah in my eyes yeah but I don't know. But then I think I think the second. I it's wanna... just like what you were saying when you stare at something long enough in the dark it changes. Yeah. That's sort of like they stare at those lights for long enough it starts to mold sort of a shape yeah in the sky. because your brain wants to form something yeah out of those. exactly it's yeah. connecting the dots that's a whole thing i could get into but i'd have to research that yeah, I, know. I probably should nah, I will. Yeah, but uh yeah i i, I want to believe that the first encounter like the very first one at like eight o'clock was yeah. the ufos you want to believe the second one i think was just the the you know the government like scrambling to cover it up oh god oh god oh god what do we do <laughs> plus the fact that that like not even that the government didn't even try to like hide the fact that you know they had no reports about like any ships or yeah. any planes up at that time, yeah. let alone five being unaccounted for, and the fact that air control, air traffic controllers, at I'm guessing the airport that was mentioned, like the uh, oh, what was it, the Valley something yeah. heard, that um, Kurt Russell yeah. might have been at. Uh, yeah, we connected. <laughs> we, connected, we connected that strongly. We did. Yeah. But, <laughs> man, Ashley, do you have any thoughts? Um, no, it's just good. Gosh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I was going to say the, how they say unaccounted for planes. They could be covering up something else that was happening other than that. Like a testing of? Like a testing, or maybe they were planes that aren't ours. Or maybe they were delivering something that we don't need to know about. I think, because you know how in Roswell, when the UFO crashed, and there's a theory that they took the uh, UFO and are like they rebuilt it, remodeled it, and basically, and they were and they testing used it, it for the technology. Yeah, maybe they found a crashed ship and were testing it. That they the the odds that they would do that over a heavy populated area. Yeah, is and the fact kind that of, they would, if they were testing something, they would leave the lights on. Exactly. Well, I mean, I feel like no, you would need to have the lights on. I know, but like. That wouldn't really like that wouldn't really make sense because if they were testing it, why would they uh, like I guess what you were saying ghosts over such a heavy populated area? I mean, they wouldn't. No, I mean like if they they would have it in Area Fifty One or some shit. Like, what if they having to go over this place because it was somewhere near there? 
Oh, I, I see what she's. I see what she's saying. They're having to pass by these people, and like they did. See yeah, but it was just hovering there. Well, if that's the case, then they could have just been like, you know, they were testing out new, um, military. Yeah, new military technology like technology, but they didn't. They just said it was like just flares, flares that just happen to perfectly form a V and then slowly move and then stop at times and then move again. And I mean, we know. Just tell us. You don't need to lie. And also, you know what Giorgio was saying. Uh, and the fact that in general, um, literally a year ago, almost, or yeah, a little over a year ago, that the department, the nation's defense department, said that they have been investigating UFOs. You know, it could, it could have been that. Yeah, I know. It, it could have, been, <laughs> it could have been that they were. Uh, it no. could have been that they were. Uh, they were. You know, that could have been part of their investigation that they were, like, you know, seeing, like, how it worked. But it also could just be, like, something that they didn't know about. Yeah. But uh, it is it is very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, it is. I, and uh, Giorgio is going to be in um, the Instagram post I post. Good. It's going to be the first picture. It's just aliens. Yeah. Like there's, um, there's also, uh, uh, there are, like, news articles, I think, from the Phoenix uh post those as well but um yeah that that is the the phoenix lights the first strong start first episode Hopefully we don't just go year. downhill from here dude i hope you, gotta, <laughs> you better come out with a strong oh, ass episode next week better than this more than six pages of notes i don't need six pages of notes <laughs> you don't all right fine you do it have doesn't it. have to be a long podcast to make it a good podcast i know that's true as long as it's condensed and we have good conversation that's a good podcast i know i have I, I have some i have pocketed Back pocketed. Huh? You're stealing the back pocket podcast no, thing. No, I was shouting them out subtly. Oh, uh, shout I've, out to our boys. I sent y'all some stickers. I uh, <laughs> hope you liked them. I uh, I have back pocketed some good episodes. Oh crap! No people are gonna want stickers. Crap. We should make a poll. We should on make Instagram. more stickers. We should make a poll on Instagram. <laughs> stickers or magnets? Which one do you want? Stickers, I think, would be better. Yeah, but they're sticky. That's the point. Yeah, but yeah, I've back pocketed some uh, some good topics for the at least for the next few episodes on my part so definitely for like probably the next good month two months of episodes i have some and i can I'll give you, let you do the research no I, I can give you some if you want i have a couple i'll let I'll you try read them. i'll try and find something i'll let you read them i want to do this. like paranormal like some some real deep demon shit or what something what do you mean i don't know We'll, we'll get into a next episode. All right. <laughs> diddly, 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 All whatever right. our intro is. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't think about it. What? I can't think about it in my head. Do you oh, want to play it real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's play it. All right, hold on. All right, let me go find it. Let me go find it real quick. Oh, that's close. That's close. All right. We're logging in. We're logging in. Okay. Hold on. We're almost there. New episode. Oh, hold on. We're almost there. Oh come on, Mary Ashley! Look, I can just pull it up. I can just look. He's got it. No, I have it. I have it. I have He's got it. it. Stop playing that episode. He's got it. All right, here we go. This is our intro. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I can't think about like it's just. It sounds like Gravity Falls. That's you remember that old show? It sounds exactly. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Enough, enough, enough. We need to wrap this up. Let people go about. Was that X Files? I don't know. <laughs> let, we need to let people go about their day. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Happy New Year. Happy uh, New Year. We hope that.
we've started off strong and continue to get stronger. And, and we hope that you haven't quit your New Year's resolutions yet. Yeah. I didn't even have any. Neither did I. And also, again, thank you to Wildflower. <laughs> There's two R's. Wildflower. Wildflower for suggesting that episode. And we look forward to many more episodes about aliens. Yes. I do. Ghosts Douglas, real quick, plug us, and then I will wrap it up. Uh, yeah, make sure to follow us at nightswims.podcast. Listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else. If you have a stupid Android, we are on a bunch of Android stuff. I think Google Podcasts. Is on Android? Yeah. So is Spotify. Um, yeah, but if you don't have Spotify, then... <laughs> if you don't want those stupid ads, all right? If you don't pay for Spotify, oh, listen on Google Podcasts. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next time.